On today's Sports and Rec, we talk about the first and second rounds of the NBA playoffs, the NFL draft, and Phil Mickelson's involvement with the Saudi Golf League. Hope you enjoy the pod. to Sports and Rec. I'm Anthony Recibo alongside Casey McGarvey. Today is Friday, May 6th. We are now into the second round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, we'll talk about the first round. Uh, our Celtics, clean sweep over the Nets. Uh, are you surprised that that happened? Uh, yes, until the series really started and they got through game one. Um, that was a close one too. So well, I wasn't sure. I thought it was going to be like that the whole time. But it sure seemed to just break the spirit of the Nets, and then it just was glaring that the Nets have issues. And I think the whole year and the issues they had all year and the stresses they had all year with uh, Kyrie and a lot more pressure put on Durant than the organization probably wants to, and then Harden leaving, um, clearly did not set them up for success in the postseason, and that showed in that series with a Celtics team that turned it on in the second half and probably arguably is one of the was the best team in the NBA for the second half of the NBA season um, and just took it to them. So yeah. uh, great series by Celtics pumped about that. Um, but yeah, a bit surprising. Yeah. I mean, dominant defense. Uh, they got Robert Williams to come back, uh, but great performances from Tatum, Brown, smart um, Horford, even like all the, all of everyone was, was playing out of their minds and, just really, I was not expecting domination like that, uh, especially after how close the first game was. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of disappointing. Um, like obviously Kevin Rand was able to, like was getting shut down by this excellent defense. I think that was kind of the Celtics game plan was like, uh, you're not scoring anybody else. Like, yeah, you know, Kyrie, you can go get your 30, 40 points and everyone else is not, do, uh, can do whatever they want. But like Katie, you're, we're shutting you down and we're like focusing all of our, energy on you and that's that's what they did and it worked and they have the talent and and people to do that so uh just incredible performance by them um what quickly before we dive into uh their next series against the bucks uh what do you think is next for the nets oh man Uh... is is it just run it back with Kyrie KD. Do you add another person? Do you get let go of one of them to try to get some, what are the um, contracts with I, Kyrie and KD are both under contract? I know KD is, I don't know about Kyrie. Is it normal to move on from a coach? Like 
if they were to move, if they were going to move on um, from Steve Nash, would that have already happened, or do you think they would wait out the the postseason? I think I don't think that's where they would go, but I I think they would probably give him one more year. It, and it probably really depends on Katie and Kyrie. I would only I'd be a little surprised because I, I could see them that being the move they make and eventually in this offseason. But I'd be a little surprised by that. I think you run it back in knock on wood. It's a normal year next year. You have Kyrie all year. Curry, um, uh, Seth Curry and, and that, you know, yeah. maybe he's healthy. Joe Harris comes back healthy. Maybe get a little bit more shooters and stuff. Ben Simmons just had surgery. So like maybe you give it a shot. I think you got to run it back with this crew. Um, Katie's still one of the best ever in the league, but his window is, is shrinking. Um, and he's we, old and he's had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. And the injuries he's had have been pretty catastrophic. Um, yeah. Older. So, I should say, I just said he was old. He's like 32, 33 years old. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, cat bit major injuries. Yeah. So I would run it back. They, they have to, um, yeah. I mean, and then after next, I mean, if things don't work out next year, I mean, they literally last year were just in a drag out fight with Bucks to get to the finals. That was a great series. And then this year there was a lot of things off the court that held them back. So I think they're still built for success in the future and should still be a team to beat in the East next year. Yeah. I think if they were to do anything and I agree with that, I think run it back, give it another shot. Like I said, Ben Simmons, you didn't get to see anything with him. He's having surgery. So maybe he comes back you know, mentally ready, physically ready. You got Seth Curry, Joe Harris, healthy and for a full season. Yeah, maybe add a couple of pieces if you can uh, to help on the defensive end or whatever. Um, and obviously Ben Simmons, if he's up, up to the caliber, we've seen him play defensively, like that's a huge addition there. Um, and then maybe Kyrie for a full season of actual um, time on the court. So, yeah, I think it's it's worth running back. I mean, I think if you're going to make any move, though, it's it's probably with Kyrie uh, just because of the headaches um, and stuff and maybe because of the potential you get in return for him. But I don't think anything happens. I think the smartest move is give one more shot and try to add some pieces this offseason and whether through uh, free agency or trades because uh, there are some assets they could still move around if they wanted to. Um but yeah, so and then the Bucks handled the Bulls. Not really much to talk about with that series. So we got Celtics Bucks right now. For split the first two, uh, really, really good performance from Giannis in the first game, uh, and then the Celtics had a great response in the second game. Uh, smart miss. Second game got kind of banged up and hurt in the first game, but they won without him uh, with a great another dominant Celtics defensive performance. Um, which and Bucks still don't have Middleton. Um, so what do you think, what are your, what's your ultimate prediction for how the series plays out and what are your initial thoughts on the first couple of games? Man, I think it was seven. Um, I was really nervous that the Celtics weren't going to like the nets were kind of frauds and that after game one, the Celtics weren't going to bounce back and it was going to be a, an ugly series, but we'll tied it up. Great response. Uh, that was, it was, it was really, especially how dominant they were in that second game. So, yeah. Um, Giannis is turning into one of those players I have a tough time betting against, um, especially after his postseason run last year. And we've seen him just kind of take over, not just games, but series. Um, 
but the fact we're not talking about like a hot three-point shooting Celtics team, we're talking about a good defensive Celtics team that can grind out slow parts of their slow parts of the game to stay in. and hit threes. They can yeah, and and hit threes. Um, I mean, they they will have streaky moments, but like Monday that, was not. I mean, the game one was not great, but um, and they've shot a lot this series too. Yeah. Um, my heart leans Celtics in seven. My brain leans Bucks in seven. Um, I'm the same way. My biggest factor is when smart, uh, like a smart back next game. Um, and is he able to play like Marcus smart? We've seen before. Cause he was kind of really banged up game one. Not, not the Marcus smart we're used to seeing game two. He's not there, but the Celtics still won anyway, but I think they need him in order to win this series in seven. I think if he's, if he's not, at full strength or up to the caliber we saw with him this season, I think um, it's hard to bet against Giannis and his will to win. And I, I would see Bucks and seven probably. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Bucks and seven also. As much as I want to see the Celtics pull it off, I think Giannis finds a way to get Bucks to the finals again. I'll go Celtics and seven, but I would not that that pick by you doesn't surprise would not surprise me in the slightest. Say I could even see Bucks and six just because it's Giannis and. Right. But I think it is a huge advantage that Middleton's not there. And I think if the Celtics learned anything, maybe they made the adjustments they needed to and they figured it out and know how to handle this um, team moving forward and can maybe uh, make um, the Bucks uh, not repeat. Um, so that's a good series there. Uh, next one's Grizz Warriors. Um, Super excited. This has been a super fun series to start. I think anything with the Grizzlies involved in the Grizzlies just seems to be fun, um, which we can talk quickly about their um, their win in the first round against the Timberwolves. Uh, as predicted, the most fun series of all of them. Uh, we Last time we were potting, it was in that game where the Timberwolves were up by like 20, almost 30 points at one point. 30, yeah. Then they cut it down to single digits and then it got it up to 20 again. And then they still ended up losing that game. Um, unbelievable. Uh, multiple games, they collapsed in the third or, or fourth quarters. The Timberwolves blew huge leads, double digit leads, um, and weren't able to close out. Um, which super uh, props to the, to the Grizzlies for, for that performance. Ja, not even playing his best. He did have his big moments, the huge dunk um, and game winner in the same game. Um, so great performance by him. Desmond Baines been, was playing really well. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, what were your thoughts on, on the Grizzlies uh, able to, to take that series? Yeah, I think they silenced a lot of doubts of, you know, another good regular season team. What are they going to do in the postseason? They're going to get punched in the mouth and fall apart. Well, they didn't. Um, again, I think Jaw just keeps checking off resume builders. Of he's he's a stud. I think he's going to be one of the one of the best over the next twenty years. And who knows what we'll be talking about at the end of his career? But the guy's a stud. Already able to carry a team, turned around an organization that you know had some good success in those you know, 2010 kind of decade um, with a more veteran team though. Um, but he's, he's definitely bringing them back and moving them past uh, those successes. Um, but don't sleep on the Timberwolves. Um, I thought they played a great series uh, and good for a organization that's been pretty terrible for 
quite a while now. Um, I mean, I think you could even say they've been pretty terrible since Kevin Garnett left. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they gave him a series. I think this shows how good Memphis could have won. You could argue they almost should have won yeah, like so with those leads. So I think you should also respect the Timberwolves because I think the Grizzlies are a very good team. So the fact that the Timberwolves went toe to toe with them is huge for them also moving forward. Yeah. Especially with the young, um, stud and anthony edwards call oh, so anthony towns not as much of a of a rookie but doesn't have a lot of postseason experience and it's still pretty young uh age wise so like opportunities there um so i think there's still improvements they can make to that roster really build it around anthony edwards and and build on the success they had and saw and uh could have seen in all reality but yeah i mean i think it's more of a a testament to the grizzlies and the the chemistry and camaraderie they have with each other and that they didn't get down in those moments and always believed they could win and came back and were able to do that. And they have that calming go-to presence and jaw that to handle the the tight moments and uh, be their rock uh, when they need uh, something good to happen. You can always make that happen. Um, so yeah, it's been a, amazing to watch uh, him and his development. Were you surprised uh, that he won most improved? He ended up re-gifting it to Desmond Bain, uh, who he thought should have won that. But like, were you surprised that he was the most improved? I mean, he was a number two pick in the draft, uh, one rookie of the year. But yeah, I mean, like, do you think that's for like the debate is like, should a player like him like get a most improved? He did make a leap, but like, yeah, I think the other argument is like a Jordan Poole also made a leap, and he was borderline g league player last year like is that more of a, a design for a player like that as opposed to like someone that was the number two pick and rookie of the year sure um i get what you're saying and i'm sure his popularity helped him and it's an interesting pick for um has the all all nba team come out yet no i think that's towards the end and he's likely to be on that too <laughs> for sure he's going to be up there first or second team probably yeah. Um, so it's wild to see that, but he's only in his second year. So third, third. was a bubble Shoot. year his first year. I think yes. So his second yes. full season, third overall year, which still wild with how. Oh, his leap was still impressive. Like I mean, we I mean, this is the same kind of conversation we have around the MVP. Like, is the most valuable player the person like? when they get hurt and the team stinks, like, could you technically give it to them? Cause they are the most valuable. Um, so I might've gone a different direction. You usually think it's an underrated player that moves themselves forward. Um, but, but I mean, yeah, you go from rookie of the year to all NBA that quick. You, probably are the one of the most improved players in the league as crazy as that is even with the expectations you're living up to him yeah well he's already started off playing uh super well in this next series against the warriors i think we have a long uh there will not be the last award uh ja wins i'm i'm very no, confident no of that um but yeah so then the warriors made easy work of the of the nuggets um they gentlemen sweep they let the uh Jokic take one um but they've looked really impressive uh, in that series, kind of, you know, got Steph back into the groove of things, kind of worked him in as 
coming off the bench and then eventually starting, um, starting to build that chemistry with pool clay Draymond uh, uh, they're starting to get healthy and, and get that time with each other. Um, so now we had the first, they split the first two, uh, big win by the Warriors in the first game. Uh, great, uh, closed out by the war, uh, by the Grizzlies in the second job, put up 47, uh, points in that one. What are your thoughts on this series? Who do you think takes it? I'm going to lean Warriors only because of their veteran cast they have there. I think that's going to, is what is going to get it done for them, but they're going to have to earn every second of it. So I do think this one also goes seven. I think it's a great series. Um, Might be one of the best all through of all the playoffs that we talk about at the end. Um, I mean, that. It's if the prediction happens that Warriors Sun series in the next round is obviously going to be great, um, but but yeah, I'm going to go Warriors. Um, Curry, yeah, started the year off hot, hot, had a cold streak, but still seemed this year to be kind of a player on a mission. Back to you know, big desire to win, a big desire to get back on top. Um, so I think Curry carries them to um, finals of uh, Western Conference Finals appearance. Yeah. I, um, and the games of first couple games have been pretty chippy. Um, Draymond got ejected in the first game, maybe a, a soft ejection there borderline. I mean, maybe by the letter of the law, but still seems kind of a, a tough, they still were able to win and then got cheap, uh, chippy in the second one, Brooks, uh, Dylan Brooks had a cheap shot on Gary Payton that took him out. So now they're out with Gary Payton in the second for, uh, it looks like a month. He's now uh, suspended for game three. You know, you saw Draymond needed stitches under his eye. Uh, a bunch of people banged up and stuff. So, um, going to be a, an aggressive and fun series so far. Um, I think, I think I ultimately picked the Warriors, and I want to say either six or seven. I could see the Warriors kind of just, you know, running, um, you know taking the first, their two home games, maybe get one back to, to the Grizzlies and then take uh, when they go back home again in, in game six uh, with their experience. I think they have like jaw is like capable of, of carrying them to wins clearly based on game two. Uh, but I think Desmond Bain hasn't played well yet. Um, and Jaron Jackson Jr. still is like constantly fouling out of games. Um, and I think you'll see Clay has has not played well. Jordan Poole didn't have a great second game, but is capable of going off. So, um, yeah, I think you'll see um, the Warriors end up winning that one. Then we got Suns Mavs. Um, Suns in a surprisingly close uh, series with the Pelicans. Um, that was shot. Yeah, I mean they they took their the Pelicans' best shot essentially. Um, and Booker ended up, was able to return in game six, um, and has looked healthy in his other games back, especially last night looked really, really good. Um, but they didn't have him for most of that series. And Chris Paul was kind of carrying, uh, them for the most part in a really, really challenging, uh, kind of, uh, Pelicans impressive, uh, push of, of, of them to the, to the brink, essentially. I mean, they were. That was going to be a, a tough series, but uh, what were you surprised by how close it ended up being? Yeah, um, I thought the Suns were just going to walk over the Pelicans. Um, 
And the Pelican said, not so fast. Um, and showed up. They played great. So hats off to the Pelicans for that. I mean, the Sun still did overpower them and proved to be the better team. Um, too much, too much talent, too much depth. Too I much think. talent, and we're seeing it again here in this next series. Kind of like the Mavericks, who I've already said, I, I just think they're kind of boring. Um, yeah, <laughs> Doncic, and then nothing else. So I, I think the Mavs are just boring. Um, so I think the Suns are just going to walk all over them, four or five. So yeah, yeah, we're. Um... I mean, Chris Paul's performance in game six, though, he literally was perfect. Like, did it, he made 14 or 14 shots, he made his four free throws. Um, that's in the closeout game. Um, yeah, just incredible. And yeah, it took the Pelicans' best shot. Do you think this is hope for the Pelicans? I just don't think they're going to re sign um, Zion. So- Should Zion, based on his injury history, kind of lean into this with a good rookie and herb jones you had brandon ingram seemed to have made another leap forward um cj mccollum seems to fit well there uh Jonas valanciunas is a good big to balance uh with zion like he actually fits really well into this group i don't know what zion values though like yeah does he value his brand over everything um is winning secondary to him um but what's the market for him too with like the injury and everything else right so these are things i don't know but i I could see him wanting to go to a big market a new york knicks i know that's been kind of the rumor the rumblings um an la team um somewhere in florida miami maybe if you want to call Mm -hmm. it a big market but um so it it depends what he values most I, i maybe this made him think that'd be great you know um give this organization with the young feel like maybe a new team in the west let's see something different um so i think that's what it will hinge on what does he value most is it his image which or his his brand which is fine like you know that some players make that decision and you know they only have a small window to make that money so do not blame him if that's what he decides to do or is he interested in helping this organization attempt to win a championship? So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think he would be smart to lean into it. The crowd was awesome in their games in, in New Orleans. Um, like I said, seemed to have a good group, good core there. Um, and it seems like it actually could fit really well around him. Um, so I think it'd be smart. I just hope to see him back out there because he's a lot of fun to watch. So. Sure so it'd be, and that'd be a fun team to, to see kind of make a push in, into the West. Uh, Cause they had a surprise um, that they were able to give the Suns a run. Like you said, um, the Mavs took out the jazz. Um, Luca was able to come back from injury, probably seeing the end of, of this jazz team as we know it, whether it's Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell or both um, likely changes happening there, new coach. Um, so that's going to be a new team, but um, Mavs kind of make quick work of them as well. But Suns might be making quick work of of, of sure. this team. Like you said, they've been pretty dominant these first two games. Uh, Luca's been playing well, but that's obviously not enough. Jalen Brunson, uh, who kind of had a coming out party this season and, and in the first round without Luca against the Jazz, but not playing so, so well right now uh, against a much 
more talented um, Suns team. Um, but yeah, so I you already said you think this is four or five. Like, oh yeah, I would I would say a four. I think they sweep them. I think so too. Yeah, they're gonna and just assert their dominance. I'll just say we've gone through like all this stuff. Luca's back and healthy. Devin Booker is back and healthy. Robert Williams is back and healthy. Marcus Smart is kind of in the mix. Chris Middleton's on the cusp of coming back healthy. So it's please like keep this up. Like uh, any injuries that happen, we want to see all these people healthy and playing. Um, so let's keep that good spirits up. But then we're getting to this one series that's actually experienced in a negative way. Heat Sixers. Um, Sixers were able to stave off uh, an epic collapse against the Raptors. A lot of people were starting to, to think they were going to blow it. Uh, but they dominated game six, but in the closing moments, Embiid took a elbow to the face and now has a broken uh, orbital fracture of some kind. He was already dealing with a thumb injury that's going to require surgery um, that he was waiting till after the playoffs were over. So he's missed the first two games against the Heat and they've lost both of those. Maybe makes a return in game three. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that series? Um that's been the biggest bummer though seeing him not be able to because yeah he's playing so well that team clearly thrives with him um yeah they live and die by what he is able to do in his health um i think this is the end for doc rivers in philadelphia i know that wasn't the question but um Uh, that's a good answer though (laughs) but i think that's what comes out of the series um they need a new coach there. They need they need a new person at the helm. He's had his shot. Um, I love Doc. He brought a ring to the Celtics. Um, but he he gets to a point where he's kind of overstayed his welcome. It happened with the Celtics, happened with the Clippers, and I think it's now going to happen with the Sixers. Um, so so I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think they rebound from this. Um, I don't know how healthy. Um, Embiid will be when he gets back. Like, um, he got play with a mask on too. He has played with a mask, though, right? He has. And he didn't like it though. Yeah. Um. So that's gonna be tricky, but I, yeah, I think the Heat handle it again. A team that I think some people might have thought overrated a little bit going into the playoffs, um, or right for an upset. Um, but again, quietly handling their business. Um. I'll say this goes six with with the Heat winning. I, I I think Embiid will will them to two victories if he's able to be on the court and stay on the court. I think Heat in five. I think he'll get them the one. Um, but yeah, the Heat have looked pretty pretty good. Um, I mean, Jimmy Butler had a little bit of an injury, but he's already back. Uh, Kyle Lowry's hurt, uh, I think, right now, but they'll probably get him back too. Um, before the the playoffs are over um and i just think this this sixers team isn't it i i just it's too bad with the injury i think it would have been more interesting to see a healthy Embiid in this series uh but after going down two games and he's maybe rushing back and he's still dealing with injuries like probably not the best sign um I agree about Doc Rivers. I think he's probably done if they lose this series. Um, what about James Harden? Do you think it's they they re-sign him? I, eh. 
I don't know if they have another option. <laughs> right. Um, I would discuss that with Embiid. And um, yeah. if Embiid is on board with him, um, yeah, go for it. Sign him. Um, if Embiid is not okay with them, I mean, I'm, I'm more leaning towards keeping Embiid happy. Yeah, whatever he wants. Yeah, he's, he's the straw that stirs the drink. So, um, and again, it's been a weird year for Harden also. I mean, I guess I'll give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. Um, maybe a fresh start next season. Um, turns things around for him. Um, yeah. So I think, I think you're also kind of right. Like, what else are they going to do? Yeah. I think the problem is, is how much money he's going to want, and it's clearly – and beat and maxi are kind of the future there. So I don't know. Harden would have to accept less money, which he's probably not wanting to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it for that. So we mean you, I, uh, heat Celtics Eastern conference finals. You have heat bucks and I have, and we both have sons warriors, uh, Western conference finals. So we'll see. Huh? That'll be a good one. Yeah, if that's what it ends up being. I think Suns, any like Suns Grizzlies or Suns Warriors would be good. Um, the Western Conference, that side of it's going to be uh, a lot of fun to watch, see how it plays out. And if the Suns are playing as well, keep playing this well, then sorry for most of this league because they're, they're playing extremely well right now. And if Booker's stable to stay healthy and the rest of the teams stay healthy, it's a, it's a tough team to beat. Um, outside the NFL draft uh, nothing too crazy uh happened nothing um I think the most surprising thing was is first quarter only one quarterback in round one uh it went at 20 to your team <laughs> and I know you weren't like overly excited about it Kenny Pickett was the guy off the board there from uh, from Pitt so the hometown hometown kid um, I like Pickett I was excited about him obviously my mom went to pit so we we root for pit all the time we'd like pick it a lot so i do like him i just i, I think trubisky's gonna be all right i wasn't super thrilled with the, the level of skill by these quarterbacks in this draft so i didn't think we had to pick one um i don't think pick it's the choice i don't maybe he'll prove me wrong i just don't see him being a a dynasty quarterback for us or like a long-term option there um I would you like having the insurance in case Trubisky isn't good though I guess and yeah I mean I'd rather see him on the field than Mason Rudolph I know how I feel about him um <laughs> but I think I would rather given like we Trubisky has a ton of options on the offensive side of the ball um good tight end good receivers great running back um we're, our pass rush doing well secondary is getting older wouldn't have mind have seen some help there um and then i'm always big on either offensive line offensive line help to keep your quarterback up um the defensive line also is getting a little bit older and could use some options there too uh so i kind of was at a point where I, I wouldn't have mind them just to take the best available player at that time of the draft um but we'll see yeah um, yeah we'll, we'll see it, i'm looking forward to the nfl season already of course you know pecky uh, i 
with all these things I say, whenever this comes up, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Pickett pans out <laughs> outstanding for us. So we'll see. Yeah, that's all you can hope for. Um, otherwise, not nothing too crazy. I think the uh, we saw Walker um, go number one to the Jaguars. Um, Hutchinson uh, went number two. So that was kind of the debate about those those two, who's going to go one, who's going to go two. Um, lots of wide receivers. There's a stretch of like, I think, three or four in a row um, and like four or five of six, uh, four of four or five or five of six were uh, in a row uh, or of picks in like a succession where wide receivers, a lot of defenders, um, not, not heavy on the QBs. Though, like we said, already first, um, first one was until 20 and only one in the first round. Um, but yeah, lots of wide receivers, defenders, not a lot of trades, uh, a couple of trade backs, trade ups. Uh, I think the biggest trade was AJ Brown getting traded from the Titans um and not going to the packers going to the eagles um and then hollywood brown was the other uh trade um which uh he went to the cardinals to pair back up with kyler murray um what are your thoughts on the overall draft itself uh, after we talked about your team uh yeah i mean the eagles talk was huge obviously living in pennsylvania great pickup for them to get aj brown and then also resign him uh, mm-hmm. in my division I mean, what are the Ravens doing? Ravens? Like, who the heck is Lamar going to throw the ball to? (laughs) Who do they have? Who's their number one receiver? The tight end is seriously probably their number one receiver. Well, that's how it's been for years with the Ravens, too, though. He has no, like, and they didn't draft any offensive players. Like, I don't know what the Ravens are doing to help him out. Like, I'd be very frustrated if I was. He was voicing his frustration, too, with. He liked, he didn't like the center pick. He liked the center that they already have. And he apparently really liked the throwing to Marquise Brown. I know he's been injured and stuff, but, um, but yeah, he was tweeting about not particularly being a fan of, of those picks. Although draft analysts love the Ravens draft though. So I'm mind blown. And I guess maybe for the value that they got great. I think Kyle Hamilton is going to be a steal for them at 14. Yes. That's huge. Projected top five. But you then went with a center that your quarterback doesn't like, defensive edge guy, defensive tackle, um, and then you finally get offensive tackle, cornerback, and then a tight end where you already have a great tight end. I know you always need to be looking for the backups, but like they didn't do much to help the guy. No. Um, so that always just boggles my mind. Like you're gonna send a receiver away, you gonna you know get one. So and it was obviously as we just talked about a very talented receiver class this year um so that boggled my mind watching the Ravens implode I mean I do kind of love it and yeah analysts say they didn't implode um and then of course I heard surprisingly a number of Bills fans in our hallway um neighbor in my office is one of them and he was thrilled about the Bills draft um very excited about the number of the guys they got so um I have a soft spot for the bills, I guess. I mean, I don't live or die by them by any means, but um, I do like that they're playing better and um, a good draft. Beating the, and beating the Patriots. And beating the Patriots. Keep it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say, I mean, Cowboys had an unexciting draft, but that was to be expected. Nothing crazy there. Just picked up a couple offensive linemen, I think, and uh, kind of continue to shore up the defense. Um, but yeah, the... 
it seemed like the big winners. I think the biggest surprises were that the Jets, the Giants, and maybe even the Lions seem to uh, have some really positive reactions to to their drafts overall. Um, in particular, the Giants and um, uh, Jets uh, surprised by that. But I think the Eagles, speaking as someone that's you know they're in our in my division. Uh, they seem to be the, one of the big winners of the of this draft. Uh, like you said, I already mentioned getting AJ Brown. Um, seemed to make some other solid picks that were uh, fitting for their team, um, and did you know kind of a upstarty team last year. So, um, so that will be an interesting uh, thing. I think they did pretty well there. Um, but yeah, I th- they're probably my biggest winner and biggest loser. It seems like actually. A lot of people were were actually not fans of the Jaguars draft, uh, despite the fact that they had number one pick. Um, and I think they ended up having another pick uh, later in the first round too. So um, that's a that's always a disheartening when you have the number one pick and people aren't like very happy that you, you with your pick, even if they agreed that that was a good pick, they still weren't very happy with your team. So I think that's something to uh, keep an eye on. <laughs> Were you surprised the Jets and Giants seem to, or even Lions, like teams well known for kind of missing in the draft? Uh, I mean, Aiden people Hutchinson are praising them. Seems like a can't miss talent from all the praise he's gotten. I think I saw a report that the NFL was upset with how quickly the Lions handed in their pick. Um, and we'll see with the Jets and the Giants if it pans out for them. I mean, I'm not, I mean, Great, the Jets had a good draft. Cool, they're probably still going to stink. Um, Giants, are they going to commit to a quarterback or not? So um, it seemed to be at least. Yeah, so I will see. I don't think he's the answer there. I think those are still two not good teams. Um, but we'll see. Got to start somewhere. Um, it's not going to be next year though. Yeah, I think, and maybe that's the point, right? Like for the Giants, maybe that's they want if the QB class is a little bit stronger next year, that's their chance to jump in and get a good quarterback to build around some of the other talent with, uh, you know, Brian Dabbles is a coach there too. So maybe he gets a chance to get a quarterback he actually wants. Um, Jets again, maybe they see some progress with Wilson and and some of the other people they added around him um, to see like there's potential there. Um, But yeah, not, not too much going on. Any, I'm otherwise uh, here, any last trades or things that happen you think this offseason? I think Baker Mayfield is probably the biggest question mark, but any other things you think happen that kind of are going to be of note? I don't know. I mean, uh, I'll be curious to see what happens with this DeAndre Hopkins stuff because he was oh, yeah. the suspension pretty there. adamant about appealing it and that he was very conscientious about what he puts in his body well did um, you see two uh like a test a month before and a month later also didn't have didn't have the same issue yeah, or something so, like that it was some some report like that it was kind of like i don't know if it was a month but it was a pretty quick timeline it was kind of the two tests before and after the one that he he failed um were positive or uh negative so it's like um i don't know What's going on there? Seems surprising. So I'll be very curious to see how that works its way out throughout the rest of this um, um, off season. So that's kind of storyline. I mean, maybe the Ravens do something to help Lamar. Um, 
Oh, Packers also did not do they a good job. Get, they did not get a wide receiver either, and that was that was a big surprise. So they were a big loser too. So he's got to figure. It. So yeah, so Packers too. I'm kind of laughing at that, um, but we'll see. I think things will get a little quiet here for a little bit though. Baker Mayfield is he playing for the Browns start of the season? Whether he actually come shows up or anything, but is he still a Brown in? in practice. <laughs> I think he's still on the roster at the start of the season. I think he gets traded. What about Debo Samuel? Uh, well, he just re-liked um, the 49ers Instagram account today, I believe, or re-followed um, the Niners. Like, I don't think the Niners gonna let him go. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think they will either. He's just stupid on their part. It would be stupid to get rid of him, or you think it's stupid that they're not getting rid of him? To get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it was for a pretty nice haul. But it would be a heavy haul. Um, yeah. The way he came on at the end of last season, very versatile player, um, can do so many different things well. Um, and with a rookie, rookie quarterback under center, I think he needs to be there. Yeah. That'll be an exciting team to watch. Um, so that's it. We'll, we'll keep an eye on a, anything happening there, but that was kind of the big NFL stuff until any other movement happens. Otherwise, um, quick MLB check-in season's off and running there. Um, Yankees are doing well. The Red Sox aren't. Um, and that's baseball check-in. <laughs> not much too long of a season. Uh, Red Sox stink. There's my baseball check-in. Can they turn it around? Do you think they have a no. shot? No, no, this is so sure. last season. What was a, a fluke last season? Or and yeah. I said that last year too. Last year was a fluke. They stink. They're terrible. They're not going to be good this year. Yeah. So well, I'll see if the Yankees can maintain it. I know they always have injuries upcoming and stuff, but so far so good. Uh, I'm happy with what I've seen so far. Mets are unreal this year. Um, yeah, they look good. That team is stupid good with an owner that is not afraid to spend. So. Um, Hey, yeah. Do I want to see it? No, but another Subway series would be kind of cool. Um, yeah. We'll, Dodgers, Yankees, too. Dodgers, Yankees would be another good series. MLB would drool over that series. That's the ultimate for them. <laughs> I don't know. The Subway series might be bigger. I just think the LA has more of a fan base than the Mets because they're already going to have the New York crowd with the Yankees in it. So, so you get the two TV markets, but I would argue the Mets have a better fan base than the Dodgers. I don't know. They're pretty passionate out here. There's two teams that LA cares about. It's the Dodgers and the Lakers. It'd be close. And actually most of Southern California. I didn't, that's not even just LA. That's just those, that those are the teams people care about. Yeah. It'd be close. I think you're right. You see Dodgers hats and Dodgers jerseys everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yankees Dodgers probably would be more money in the MLB pocket. But that's two ahead. The Yankees aren't going to get get there. So. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's not like no one running crazy through the AL right now. I mean, there's some good teams, but nothing nuts. So it looks like the Mets, Dodgers, and the um, NL right now. So we'll see. Yeah, you're right. It's way too early. Way too early. Long season uh, until they fix that. Uh, kind of the last thing to, to close up. We haven't started our real our watch of a new show yet, so we're going to hold off on that. But Brock Myers, the thing that's next in line. Uh, but I wanted to touch into some golf news. 
You got the news around Saudi league is kind of getting revival. More players have kind of come to light. I think Lee Westwood has kind of made his official uh, pitch or I don't know, request to move over there. Phil has also resurfaced um, in a couple of ways, but one of them was to start. I think he put in his application for one of the majors and it might've been the PGA. Um, and then also put in formal requests to participate in some of the Saudi events. Um, so it seems like that's probably likely to, to be the shift. And then I know you were interested to talk about this and I saw the news too. Uh, looks like that guy's in pretty deep with, and not a really good gambler, or at least losing a lot of money. Uh, I don't know if you can be a really good gambler ever. I guess you can be really lucky or just have the funds to do it. Um, but yeah, it looks like his gambling loss is totaled forty million from twenty ten to twenty fourteen. Um, so I, our guy, I think, has a little bit of a gambling issue. Um, and I know he talks about this growing the game, this and doing this and doing that. I think our dude needs money, um, and I think the Saudis are willing to pay him the money. So I think that's why he's really in the league. Just for the money. Yeah, just for the money. Um, which I hate to see it. I've been a big lefty guy, but I think he's hurting for cash. I think he owes some people some money. Um, and now he's in bed with some Saudi businessmen, which I can imagine is something you just don't walk away from. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised more so because, you know, thought he's been pretty successful with advertisements, his winnings in, in actual tournaments and stuff. So I was kind of surprised to, I knew he, like, I think there was always rumors about him being in, like, having a gambling issue or, or struggle. Um, so this kind of confirms that a little bit, uh, but it does maybe provide a little bit more insight into like why uh, he's so interested in this league succeeding or, or sure. participating in it. Um but he's not alone. Uh, we also heard Sergio Garcia, a uh, longtime PGA person, kind of a popular fan favorite in, in a lot of ways, um, had some issue at the Wells Fargo tournament today where he made a comment that said, uh, can't wait to be done with uh, dealing with PGA tour officials. It seemed like a pretty bad ruling against him in this case, based on what I read about it. Um, but sounds like he might be heading off. Not that that's like, uh, it's a loss from like, he's a fun personality and character and, and a good player. Uh, but he's also in, in his low forties and, and getting up there too. So it's not like we're losing a good young talent. At least none of those names have surfaced at least uh, from, from some of the, the younger talent that's existing in the, in the tour. But were you surprised by Sergio potentially jumping ship? No, um, makes total sense. They want names. They'll probably pay him to go. He's not really making like a ton of money on the tour. Um, he's kind of gone through his prime, had his moment in the sun, got his. But popular enough to draw crowds and, and attention too. Yeah, I mean it's a name for the league, but I don't think he's he's a name. But I wouldn't say he's someone that people show up to tournaments and go, "Oh, I'm going to follow Sergio around today for 18." Yeah, uh, not not a lot at least. No, so he's he's the name. He's out there. He's a name, but. I don't, he's not a pool. So, but he is for this other league. Um, so it's another name from that to their card and they are just trying to bring in more and more people. So um, not a loss. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> any, any other big names do you think? 
yeah, I think, I think most of the names have been kind of small, but. Oh, I think they're out there, and I think there could be some surprising ones because I think these Saudis are throwing around a boatload of money. Um, I think you could see Dustin Johnson. That's going to be your big big surprise. I would say DeShambo would be my my prediction. He ran away from it hard. Now, I know with things... I could see it turning around, but... Yes, with things quieting down and going back, like letting things settle down and going over, yeah, I could see that happening. Um but we'll see. DJ's my one. I, I That's think a good some, pick, though. I think some of these guys, I think it's just an absurd amount of money um, for them to make quickly. Um, DJ is, he's older now. Yeah. Um, if someone's going to throw that amount of money at you, I mean, I think I would avoid going to business with the Saudis. Um, <laughs> and how much money do you really need? Uh, right. But at the same time, some of these numbers I'm sure they're throwing around is stop and think money. Yeah. So, well, that'll be interesting to kind of see as it kind of died off a little bit, but it seems to be picking back up again uh, with some of these uh, more recent. And I think it's starting to, their events are coming up. So I think that's probably why it's picking up again. But PGA, we'll, we'll do predictions and talk about that uh, next week. Um, so the second major and uh, Tiger's already doing prep work, which is exciting to see. Uh, hopefully can see some progress from his master's performance and, and having that time off uh, is, is helpful for, for him to put up a, a strong performance. So we'll see. Um, so that's it for, for that. We'll, we'll do a check-in again with the NBA. Uh, every, games are off. We're recording on Thursday, no games tonight, but back at it with the uh, Suns, Mavs, and uh, Heat um, Sixers for tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on Friday. And uh but yeah, we'll we'll check back in and on how second rounds are progressing. See if any teams are series are early closeouts or if we're headed for long runs in those. Uh, anything surprising those, and and then if any NFL or or golf stuff uh, pops up otherwise. But uh, until then, uh, thanks for listening, everyone.